Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School Hour 2 here on a Thursday on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Old School sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, traveling, sports, software development, web design, and more. Career and internship opportunities are available at the Global Headquarters in Lincoln. Apply today at sandhills.jobs. It is um, day one or night one, game one, NBA Finals. Um, I would imagine that for folks who are interested in basketball, this is a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's two teams that uh, can score, play defense, star power, intrigue. Um, you got Golden State who, you know, was looking to be a dynasty, kind of dip down injuries and obviously, you know, losing KD and, you know, loss of, you know, free agency. Um, and maybe losing a little respect because they picked up, you know, the second best player in the world at the time um, after losing a 3-1 lead, so forth and so on. Um, obviously, a couple lean years after that, which is normal. And then uh, with the Celtics, they kind of always been knocking on the door at the Kyrie Irving situation. Uh, they were waiting for Tatum to take that next step. He did. Then they were waiting on Brown to really start believing in himself. There was um, reports this offseason. They they were struggling on how to, especially with Brad Stevens, when he was a head coach, how they he was trying to or find ways for them to play and be effective together. I think that's obviously been remedied. I think that those two realize that what makes both of them good as individuals or great players as individuals is that they play with each other. Um, I think they've done a really good job of getting better together 
and and having the ability to step up when one's maybe like struggling or off night and you've seen that and that's how they got here um then you got wiley veterans like al horford that's been waiting for i think he played what 176 or something like playoff games never been in the nba finals which mm-hmm. is crazy mm-hmm. finally made it you thought game seven at miami that's this is probably his chance and most likely wasn't going to happen, but you know, oddly enough, the Celtics pushed through in a game that I thought that they were going to lose. And then you got all different types. You got a young and upcoming former player, or two former player coaches. Uh, one that actually played against Steph Curry mm-hmm. in in the Boston Celtics uh, head coach, mm-hmm. um, and kind of was a. I mean, he, in the NBA circles, it's a great hire, but for the Boston Celtics, it wasn't a Boston Celtics hire, right? Um, for many reasons. And now look at him here, and in the way that he's able to been able to create continuity, uh, motivate the team, get them to play better basketball coming out of the All Star break, which is kind of hard because generally going into the All Star break and coming out, you kind of know who the known players are. Celtics really took off and they haven't stopped or looked back. So um, I think it's going to be a good series. I'd be surprised if it doesn't go six or seven. Um, and it's going to be, you know, this game one will, will tell you some stuff, but I think, you know, two and three will tell, tell you a little bit more. I was having this conversation last night with, with some NBA dudes, and the, we could not land on what was the matchup of all matchups. This year? In this, in this final, in my head, Horford versus Draymond may dictate the outcome. Because those are the fillers. Those are the people yeah. who who everybody else relies on. So all the stars rely on those two players yeah. to be on time, in place, yeah. and ready. Others said, well, no, it's Tatum versus whoever you put against him. Clay versus whoever you put against him. Yeah. Is it smart? Do you match up smart and Curry? Or is that putting too much on Marcus Smart? No, I think that that's the <laughs> – no. Gamemanship strategy that you I don't think you're going to find until after the second game. I think this game right here, the first one is kind of like a guessing game. You don't know who Andrew Wiggins is going to go guard against because mm-hmm. he, you know, did a really good job offensively and defensively against Luka and, and really stepped up to the challenge to really show Luka or the league that I am that guy. And conversely, um, the Celtics have not only Marcus Smart, they got Williams, they got the bigger Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can kind of do a little bit more defensively. Then you got Clay Thompson, who was an all league defender, all league defender, what he's going to do, who he's going to guard against and the ability to go off. And you don't have to run any sets for him because he's a, he's a catch and shoot guy and he's six, six. So he can do things. He can do stuff in the post. So I think it's, there's plenty of matchups. I, I think the really is going to come down to. Who's the number three guy for the Celtics? Or is it kind of game by game? And does Andrew Wiggins offensively and for through 40 minutes or 48 minutes every single game be there? Mark, Mark Spears said that he thought that this series comes down to Kerr versus Yudoka. Right. Which of the group was the only one that said that because he said – the adjustment and yeah, the being in that space. And, it's gonna, and I think it's going to be game to game. I think it's going to be game to game because the, both teams have so many options and they're both really, really deep teams that you're going to have to find ways to, to get an advantage and catch the, you know, the opposing coach and staff off guard and then 
adjust during the game. I think a, one of the biggest adjustments isn't game. It's also game by game, but then also half by half coming in, going into halftime, coming out of halftime. So well, I think it's going to be the staffs that really, really are on point, looking for little details that either shows one offense or defense that is on or off and where you could take advantage of it. And then also um, who can stay out of foul trouble with their star power. T- Tony Jones mentioned the fact that he thought this was a bench series. He says you <laughs> that it'll be the number eight player off the bench who is yeah. having a night. Right. And can you get ma- can you maximize him until the other team figures it out that okay, we need now need to shut this dude down. Yeah, see I could see the Celtics coming out and knowing Steph is gonna do his thing, try to hold Clay under thirty two and and let's focus on really, really um, shutting down Pool. I was going to say, does Pool step up to first and second round Pool because he wasn't that influential in the Dallas series? Exactly. So, so he he showed a little kryptonite, right? And so do you, let's let's because he's the energy guy. He's a guy that if they're down by twelve, he can get you a quick four and keep the game close. Are they getting Gary Payton the second back? We won't know until won't know. right before tip off. So I mean, that's another great defender that you can add to the right. Warriors line. And Otto Porter and all those guys that they get healthy, they've had time to rest and get guys back. But and then also let's let's not forget if if, if Mooney, see what he does because he's been he played all eighty two games. Mm-hmm. He's been very very consistent and been phenomenal on the boards, which has really helped them out defensively. Well, well, he's necessary because yeah, Lo- but it's Looney Williams like. Right, that, that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but but Williams brings you more offensively, athletically than than Mooney, right? So can he keep up the pace? Because going against Dallas's bigs is different than going against Boston's bigs. True, true. D- defensively for him, Dallas's bigs weren't trying to mix it up in the paint. Right. Boston's and, bigs want to, and take they can you down and it. they can stretch you out. They can hit you inside. They can mm-hmm. mid range. And they both can defend, so and then they can play offensively differently. So if you have two of those in there, which they can play both Horford and Williams at mm-hmm. the same time, they do that a lot. It puts a lot of stress on you, so you're not having. I wouldn't say you know plays off on the de- defensive end, but it, it the the, the uh, Warriors were able to play a little zone. They were able to slough off of some guys from the you know the Mavericks. And you saw, you know, two couple players not hit a shot in the game. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen with Boston. So um, it's it's going to be an interesting series. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I also think that um, the big thing for Boston in every single game is two things: get off to a good start, okay, and don't give games away down the stretch. We know Golden State has been a turnover. You know, a lot of weirdly enough, turnover prone in the playoffs. So is Boston. But I trust Golden State more because of their experience all around versus Boston because in the end of the game, I'm expecting Draymond, Clay, Steph, even Poole handling the ball versus seems like a lot of times Boston doesn't go right to Tatum and Brown. It's like Marcus Smart. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. sometimes he doesn't make the, the smart He's plays. the veteran. So in their in their meeting in March, and again, it, they're different teams now, um, especially Golden State. Golden State, this is a game where Steph Curry played 14 minutes. Klay Thompson was just coming back. Um, you did have Otto Porter. You did not have uh, a young defender back. Gary Payton? Gary Payton. Um, 
But in this particular game, Celtics ran them out out of, out of their own building. Um, Tatum was exceptional, uh, twenty six and twelve, which was. You know, you, I kind of remember that night that the fact that he was so active on the boards um, is a sign. And if you want to, you don't have to watch Jason Tatum on offense to know whether he's having a good offense tonight. Watch him on the boards. Right. Watch him on the board. If he's engaged that way, they're they're difficult. Um, Golden State shot the ball poorly. They didn't have. They shot twenty two percent from three. Yeah, I mean that, but that's a it's credit. To, that's a credit awesome. credit to Boston, in the sense of and Boston only shot thirty seven percent. So they can switch everything. Yeah, you know Boston. I could you know them. If if you want to do it, I'd try to hedge everything. Obviously, which Golden State is phenomenal with you know their basketball acumen and be able to read stuff. But I'd hedge everything, and what that means is I would you know try to bubble the, on their like pick and roll and pick and slips. I make I'd make Draymond beat me offensively, consistently. Well, Dr- Draymond, and that's in theory a good thing. But here's what Draymond does to to really offset that: he doesn't take shots that he doesn't he knows he doesn't need to take. But then also he's a phenomenal passer and a facilitator, so he knows he can shoot a ball and he knows that certain guys are certain places that they'll be more apt to get rebounds. But then also he can actually take you off the dribble and then he'll dish it out and mm-hmm. then he'll quickly um, repost or repick. He so gave you can't them. Just, tw- he gave them two. He took two shots in the twenty-two minutes he played in that game. Right. And, and again, he's you know twenty-two minutes, so it's not like they ran their guys out. This is in a, in a it, for whatever reason and how they shot it, uh, chose to run their roster that day. But the, I thought the big number in that game was Celtics were plus fifteen on the boards. Yeah. And if they're they, plus fifteen on the boards, Golden State can't win. Yeah. They can't win. You know, against well Dallas, win. against Dallas. They were the ones that were plus fifteen on the boards. That's the that's what really was mm-hmm. the crazy thing about it. So it, it, I think Boston has to win the the, the rebounding um, edge game in and game out. Um, I think it also what that does is obviously gives them more possessions, but it takes away what Golden State really really does well, and that's go on these runs of sixteen and 0, 12 and zero, and just buries you when you when the game is close. Next thing you know. You know you're down by 14. Um, so if you can do that, um, you know it really takes you know advantage you know away from the Golden State Warriors and puts it in the Celtics because the Celtics don't necessarily have to shoot shot for shot from deep to um, with Golden State to win the win the series or to win the games. Well, they were deep that and um, Tatum gave them 26 and 12. Uh, Jalen Brown gave them 26 and 7. I do remember this Marcus game. Marcus yeah. Smart gave them 20 and. Uh, eight assists. Yeah. Um, they didn't particularly shoot it well, but I remember they were out in transition a lot. Mm-hmm. I know that, and see, this is what people don't understand: the defensive boards with the Celtics. You got two guys. I think Tatum six seven, Jalen Brown six nine. Two guys that can take the ball ninety four feet off the break. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you got Marcus Smart, who's actually good running rim to rim and can finish around the hole. And so when you can play defense, get the rebounds, and, and put pressure back on them. You know that's a you know when you go back when Cleveland beat uh, Golden State or Golden State that year, that's what they were doing. LeBron James running the break, Kyrie you know running the break, finishing in op- in the open court. Kevin Love did a really good job on on the defensive board. Same with Tristan Thompson. That really you know gut punched Golden State, and you do it in, in a series. You do it game in and game out. You start to wear them down a little bit. You saw a little bit even you know to be honest with you even with Memphis. You get what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. when Jackson 
really started to be active on offense and defensive boards, what did it do? It kind of slowed down Golden State. But what they did was is Memphis didn't adjust with or without playing jaw, and then Brooks didn't step up fully to to the magnitude they need to. Now, when you when you face the the, the Boston Celtics, this is a whole different animal than you know Memphis. You know, trying to you know rely on you know energy and young guys that aren't established yet. You know, whereas Jalen Brown and Tatum are in that top tier of players in the whole league versus where you have Jaws, the only guy. Jaron Jackson is probably in the second, maybe th- high third tier. And then Brooks is in the fourth or fifth tier who think he, Brooks thinks he's in the top tier. Yeah. And um, and then you had Bain and all those guys that were kind of like glorified role players and not to the tier that they needed and what Boston has. You got to think, Boston has Smart, who is in the second or third tier, primarily because of defense, but his ability, he's gotten better as an outside shooter. But you got Al Horford. If you talk to NBA circles and guys that really follow the NBA, um, being a two-way player, he's still very, very efficient. You get what I'm saying? So if Al Horford was on the, you know, just say on like the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. you know, he's a 16 and 8 guy. You get what I'm saying? Um, he, he still can be an effective scorer, but he knows what his role is, right? He knows his defense. I'm hit open shots, and he's he's expanded his range. Well, you know? so in the in the in their December matchup that Golden State won. Uh, a couple of things were in play. Horford was not a factor. As a matter of fact, he wasn't wasn't a part of it. Now, this is a game the Golden State won. This is a night where Steph gave you thirty on on five of fourteen shooting from three. Wiggins gave you twenty seven. You did not have Clay Thompson. Uh, Draymond gave you thirty minutes. Did Draymond things, but Wiggins and his twenty seven in that night, twenty seven and six. Um, was the story? That's the factor, right there. Wiggins was the story, but that and that's also, been his whole career. Right. Consistency, mm-hmm. being a but he made an All Star game this year. So, and you saw him, and I think you've seen Andrew Wiggins come out of his shell a little bit, where he's not the, all the pressure isn't solely on him, but consistently dealing with Boston's a different animal than the Dallas Mavericks. The fact that he 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 took twenty shots that night is 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 again engagement, right? Your ability to engage and elevate. Um, I think there's tons to talk about, like the matchups. I still don't know how they're going to match up. Like that to me, opening tip is going to tell us a ton. Um, but as we try to go through the matchups, there there are stories to be told. So we'll go through the matchups and we'll see how we think they're going to line up. Um, game one's tonight, and looking forward to it. Uh, shout out to the New York Rangers; they got off to a good start, six uh, two sure win last night. We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.